0: Oh, Stomping Jen, here we are once again.
1: Another week.
0: Another week. Another Another, another day.
1: episode.
0: And we are going to be yep. talking to Tiffany Marchand from Night Carver Designs, and also a podcaster oh. from Behind the Maker podcast. Cool. I have many questions, as usual. Uh-huh. I will be asking them. Yeah. Yeah. And you will be asking questions as well, I imagine.
1: I sure will. All
0: right, are you ready to go? (laughs) Yes. All right, here we go. serve podcast creamy delicious ideas without the creepy truck I threatened to sing (laughs) before we started recording Stomping Jen.
1: And you've delivered.
0: I have delivered on all of my threats. As per usual. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm excited. Um, Without further ado, I want to introduce our guest. Tiffany Marchand from Night Carver Designs and Behind the Maker podcast. Hello, Tiffany. Hello, how are you guys? Doing really well. How mm-hmm. are you doing?
2: Good, good. My dog decided to just come visit me right when the show started. What, kind of,
0: what kind of dog do you have?
2: She's half chihuahua, half beagle.
0: That's why we cannot see her.
2: Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> she's close
0: to the floor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. What does that say? <laughs> I, I feel like a dog says something about a person.
1: Well, I, what does it say?
0: I don't know. It says
2: ARF. It says,
0: <laughs> Tiffany, do you feel your dog says anything about you?
2: <laughs> well, I wanted something easy to take care of. So, you know, I chose wrong.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, again, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, You know, I I am notorious for giving um, vague and overgeneralized introductions to our guests. So I want to give you an opportunity to just tell us a little bit more about yourself, who you are, um, what you do, anything you you feel like you want to add and tell people.
2: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I usually start with I'm a movie addict because it kind of shows you a little bit of why I make what I make. (laughs) Um, I was that kid who lived that fantasy life, like, you know, you'd watch like, your horror movies, uh, God, any kind of like fun comedies back in the day. And it kind of just like I grew into this like little fantasy world. And I grew up with parents who made crafts. So my dad would like cut out wood and my mom would paint. So I was introduced to art at a very, very young age. So I kind of like I don't know if I'm like four or five was already painting with our mom, you know, just base coats and stuff, but I kind of got the bug when I was young mm-hmm. and um, I ended up going to Westfield state since it's fun that you guys are local shows. So I can talk about local stuff here.
0: Yeah. Westfield. <laughs> you know West, I mean? Yeah. Westfield state college in Massachusetts, right? Yep.
2: Yes. Yep. Yes. It's yeah. I think it's Westfield university now, but um, yeah, I went there for fine art and graphic design and I don't use that at all for my current job, but, I do use it at nighttime for night carver designs where I get to, you know, make really fun pop culture art. Mm. So I've been, uh, wood carving. So a lot of it, it's all wood carved. Uh, and I started that about almost four years ago now it's like three and a half years. Um, and it was just all about like, I had kids, um, five years ago and kind of, you know, you get lost in that whole parenting thing where you're just like your whole life revolves around keeping these kids yep. alive. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it, I needed something for myself and I decided I need to like get out into the garage and start creating.
0: Yeah. And we will post links in our show notes to all of your web presences. And I, oh, yes, I yeah. And I encourage people to go and take a look at the different types of signs that you make. Um, and is that, is that what Night Carver Designs is? You, you, it's kind of, as you described, it's your, your sign making business.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's, it, it started off, you know, I mean, it, fully intentional to be a business. Um, but at first, you know, it kind of started off a little slower, trying to get the business, not really making what I want to make. And then eventually I rebranded and started making the things that I enjoy because at first it was just like trying to go to like craft fairs and sell stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So you kind got to make like what everybody
0: would like, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have t- a question. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Do you, since you made that switch in your brand, mm-hmm.
2: uh, what has been the response from the marketplace? Oh, it's been overwhelming. It's been amazing. So when I first started, it was called Marsh Woodwork. Uh-huh. Super creative. And um, after a while, I just like my husband was going to at first, he was going to start with me and he didn't really like it. So he kind of dropped out of it. So then it was just me. So I'm like, it's it felt weird. First of all, it's like, you know, it's my married name. I, I was 30. Uh, God, <laughs> 34 when I got married. I'm 39 now. So like I had my, you know, it felt weird to be using that name as my business name. And I wanted something that would describe me more. And I do this at night. So I figured why not night carver designs? Mm-hmm. It they worked out well and people understand I'm more of a designer, an artist less of a woodworker because i've never built really anything in my life i don't consider myself a woodworker right? i consider myself a woodcarver
0: yeah no offense Night Carver designs is cool as fuck yeah. I, like Isn't i heard that out? name i was like wow that is <laughs> yeah. cool
2: yeah i
1: i asked you that question though because i can imagine that when you're trying to make things that you think people will like right yeah uh, you know and then you start
2: to do something that's more authentic
1: I would imagine that you would get more response to the thing
2: that... The response was huge. It all started with my husband wanting a uh, Ninja Turtle sewer cab. Mm -hmm. And once I made that, people were like, you can make that kind of stuff? Like, they didn't know I could paint. Because I was busy making you know welcome to our home signs and things like that with like moose on it and deer you know wasn't me at all yeah and i still have them for sale if anybody's curious they're right over there
0: yep and uh tiffany's pointing to an area behind her where she she has all these signs and where does the name night you you said that it's because you're doing this carving at night i thought maybe it came from like a horror movie or something
2: well i I wanted it to be at first i was gonna be calling myself the night carver because it sounded very serial killer sounding you know i like this would work for a horror brand. And then I was like, well, the night carver, it's cool, but nobody knows what I do. You know what I mean? So that's why I changed it to night carver designs because I felt like the word designs had to be in there, but I still want to be very horror, like, you Mm -hmm. know, centered. And like, I'm sure you've seen my logo. I have two different logos. One's a zombie hand with like wounds on it and like a router bit for the middle finger. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And then I have it like, it's coming out of like a big splash of water because I, I live on a pond So I kind of wanted to represent like everything from my you know my life And then the other one is a tombstone So you know that way I could have it For like t-shirts and hats and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I, I try to like be really thoughtful When I rebranded yeah. I love
1: it I, I totally I can respond to that as a Fellow pop culture you Fisunato like totally awesome. yeah. yeah Yeah when we
2: hopped on and I Saw your guys background I was like yep These are my people <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and you you said um, even here and on one of your web presences, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, that art has been a part of your life for as long as as you can remember, and um, you've had a lot of early memories of art. Can you share like a, a, an early memory of of working with art from from your from your childhood?
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, so, like I said, I started with my mom and dad with their cutouts, but I started loving Disney movies and kind of got like hooked on them right and at that time there was like a big big circuit of those um how to draw books and they had a whole disney series so i had my mom grab me those and i would literally just sit there and draw like all the bambi characters over and over again trying to get better and better like i never took art classes i always just did it at home like it was just all self-taught because i loved it so much and then when I was in high school, I finally took stuff in like senior year. I'm like, I'll take every single art class <laughs> and because like, I knew I was going to go to art school for like my living. I just kind of like always had it planned out, I think.
0: Did you take wood shop in high school?
2: I don't think I did. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. I had one. Yeah. yeah. I took a lot of CAD drawing. That, I really liked that and mm. like just like. Very like I thought I was going to do architecture at first yeah. but then I was like no nah, that seems a little too rigid for me.
0: Do you use um like CAD drawing or some other kind of computer program in your in your process now when you're working on a, a carving or a sign?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um so right now I'm doing that Batman design I was telling you guys about and I am working in the Illustrator. So I use Adobe Illustrator. That's my preferred program first of all, because I got trained in it in college. So like, I have that background training, but yeah. like, as I've been doing the side business, I have been learning so much more than I learned when I was in school. I mean, I graduated college in 2004. So technology has changed a lot since I graduated. So I've had to teach myself how to do a lot of things, but like the foundation is still pretty solid and it's just where I feel comfortable. And I feel like you can just make such great vector art in yeah. there.
0: I was. I have never yeah. been able to wrap my head around vector art, like, and making it. Like Illustrator is like one of the programs that ha- always confounded me and continues to confound me. Yeah,
1: you like Photoshop. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, they're. Re- they- I guess they're related in the sense of their interface and their tool set. but vector mm-hmm. art is like a completely different concept, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I never was able to get it.
1: You should try Procreate. I feel like that's like the easier uh, way in. Yeah. Yeah, our daughter has Procreate. Yeah, on,
0: on her, her iPad. iPad. Yeah, <laughs> on her crack, She loves it. On her Oh, dude, yeah, kids iPad. get
2: addicted to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, now the signs that you make um, as night carver designs. Um, do you only use wood? Do you use other materials? Um, do you make like metal I to, signs?
2: I try to stick with mostly just wood because I I want the grain to pop through. Mm-hmm. I want people to see like this is made of wood. Cause I feel like and no knock on anybody else with the MDF and stuff, but I enjoy carving into wood. Like I enjoy like the challenge of the grain and all the knots and all that fun. Like MDF to me is just like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel real. You know Well, it's not real, Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't feel like something fun that I want to be holding. And you know what I mean? Like I, I want real sawdust flying in the air.
0: It smells good too. Sawdust. It does. Mm-hmm.
2: I just made some cedar signs and it smelled wonderful.
0: Yeah. Um, And so um, do you make like custom signs for people? Do you make signs for businesses? And do you just make signs that you want to make too? Like all of those things?
2: I see all of the above. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say I was trying to do every month, but that's overwhelming. Every other month or so, I will open up for customs and I try taking just five at one time. It ends up always being about 15, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) you know, Mm-hmm. People just kind of like, it's hard to say no to when people, you know, they're trying to give you money and they want you to give them something, you know, it's, it's hard to say no to it, but it can get really overwhelming. Cause I'm only doing this two hours a night,
0: Yeah,
2: you know, and you can like, I got to take a night off here and there too, because otherwise you just go insane. You burn out. Yeah. Um, so I would love to take more. I'd love to be full time one day. Um, but right now I just once in a while take orders in. And then I try to leave myself time because I also sell my art at um, the Zombie Hideout in Springfield, Mass. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: yeah, I reached so out to th- I reached out oh, to good. them to come on the podcast. They said they might.
2: Uh, oh, Bill! <laughs> Bill's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you want an insider too, I talk to him all the time. Um, he's really great. He's oh. expanding his store like insane. Yeah. So.
0: Put in a plug for us, please. <laughs>
2: totally. No. Totally. Um, he's really <laughs> awesome. So yeah, I I try to. Um, he's been having people come there and do signings. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, he had, oh God, I can't remember which one, but the guy who played Jason. um, Kane uh, Kane
0: Hodder, I think, right? He's coming
2: soon. Kane is coming soon. But they had another guy and I'm completely blanking out on his name. But I made a ton of machetes and like Camp Crystal Lake signs, all for that. So I have to leave time in my schedule to make sure I can fill his shelves too. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: I've got a spot there. And then I also am going to be sending myself to California. To the glass warehouse um, because she's trying to like, you know, um, open up the world to, you know, moms who smoke weed and all that and kind of like just kind of like normalize it and she wants other women who make like I make cannabis themed art so she wants to support people who are making stuff in that area. And I think it's an awesome way to do it. Like she's just going to, we're going to have a nice little station there too. I just got to figure it all out with like shipping costs. That's the scary mm-hmm. part.
0: Yeah. I saw your cannabis. Um, I saw one of your cannabis leaf signs and that was a really nice piece. It's like carved in relief. Like the, the leaf pops out in 3d off yeah. of the wood. That, that was really awesome. Um, And I, and I have to mention the machete sign you referenced. I saw that online too. And that is awesome. like, I love did that. Did you
2: watch my commercial?
0: <laughs> I haven't watched the commercial yet, but is that on your is that on your on my Instagram page. Instagram, yeah. I did a
2: really cheesy voiceover on it and I'm like make mommy proud.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome.
2: I was like reading all the quotes that I was putting on them. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: awesome. Oh, I love that. Um and I have to mention one of the other signs that I saw that you made was a pennywise the clown sign. Oh, did that yes. just come out of your own brain like your own love for making horror things or was that a was that a custom piece
2: so that was me just trying to make some cool things that were horror related um i have even more designs ready to go i just don't have the time to do it um i use etsy as a big resource because people put awesome files out there for sale for you to make stuff with but people usually just use those files to print on a t-shirt you know no one ever like takes them further Mm -hmm. so i'm like it's really cool to buy this template and make something out of it. Like, I usually tweak it and kind of like make it fit my needs. But to have a base file where you can like completely change his intention is really fun to do. Mm.
0: Yeah. And so, w- walk us through when you get an idea. How, how do you, what's the typical sign making process like for you from idea to the finished pro- project? How does that work?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it all depends. So if it's a custom, it's a lot of going back and forth with the client and trying to see exactly what they are looking for. Like I try getting their budget up front because that's, that's huge. I mean, right? I used to severely undercharge for my stuff. I still have that issue once in a while. Um, Cause it's just hard to charge people, mm-hmm. but yeah. like, that's one of the biggest thing is I need to know your budget how big you want it, and then what is your goal for it? Because I've had to talk people out of the design ideas and, and change it to other things. So it's a lot of kind of at first getting to know the person. And then once I have an idea of what they want, it's a lot of research. So before I even try to draw a thing, I'm going in and I'm scouring for ideas and seeing what I can find there on Etsy that's already kind of like started for me. It's like, I can give an example, the elephant sign I did with the flowers. Like that was a pre-drawn illustration that I took. And then I added some words around it and tweaked the files and got rid of some of the lines because it would have been just like way too heavy in carving. Yeah, and then yeah. I uploaded it, you know, into the carving software, got my wood. And, and the first step is obviously I, I'll determine, is it going to be a CNC carve or am I going to hand carve it with my routers? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like some designs require the hand touch because, like they may be over complex. And the CNC it would just take too long to set up that file to carve. Because I think what people don't realize is if it's not something that you can find on Etsy, you have to hand draw this stuff. Right. And like part of the price is, you know, you've got to charge for your design time. So Etsy helps save people a lot of money <laughs> by having some stuff already gone for us. But like, depending if I can't find like an already live file, I'll hand carve it just so I can save the people money too. Because it would be a lot of money to charge me four hours just to create your file before we even go mm-hmm. and put it on the CNC. Mm. So that's like one of my determining factors. And then you, uh, lately I can't resist, but to pull up my angle grinders, <laughs> I'm like completely addicted to them. And I usually will carve a piece on either the CNC or by hand. And then the next step is usually adding a lot of texture or depth with my angle grinders get it all sanded and ready for paint. And then paint can take, depending on what the project is, it could take two hours, it could take 20 hours. So just trying to fit it in. So like, I kind of rotate, like, am I carving tonight? Am I painting tonight? It's kind of a big balancing game. And I usually take quite a few orders at one time so I can rotate them. Mm. Yeah. You know, like when I'll just carve all day.
0: Is the CNC, and sorry if you said this and I missed it, is that some kind of computerized router that helps do the carving for you after you program it in
2: absolutely yeah so i have my biggest carving area for my cnc is 29 inches by 29 inches it's called an x-carve it's by inventables and yeah it's a computerized carving machine uh you load in the design and you kind of just like you got to pick your depths and you can adjust things you can play around with the different bits like that's kind of like one of the most fun pieces to do is kind of throw the design in there but then you sit there and tweak like oh i think i'm gonna have it carved like this deep for this one maybe a quarter inch here half inch here and you can really kind of see where the file's gonna go because it gives you a 3d rendering before you even you know put the wood on wow. and that's pretty awesome yeah
1: yeah it's how really cool to, do you have to go to school like how do you learn how to work on a
2: cnc machine <laughs> like I just saw YouTube, which there wasn't a lot of. And mm-hmm. I, I was saying, you need to make YouTube stuff. And I'm like, I just don't have the time. I, I, w- I wish I could. Mm-hmm. Um, but like trial and error. Yeah. Wow. I've ruined a lot of wood.
0: You can, you can go to the, um, the CNC Music Factory. Oh,
2: stop it, you. That's
0: yes. it's
1: CNC. It's not CNC. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, um, <laughs> I learned a
2: lot off of um like Facebook groups. There's a lot of like newbie groups that you mm-hmm. can join. That's actually how I learned how to hand router carve was from like joining a newbie group.
0: Wow. That's awesome. That is super cool. Can I just say something? What?
1: Everybody oh carve God.
0: now. Jesus dun, Christ. Dun, dun, dun. That's what you learn at the CNC. <sighs> All right. Anyway, sorry. Um <laughs> uh how did you learn to carve by hand? Did you just pick up tools and start doing that on your own?
2: Yeah, it's a funny little story. We were on our way to a Bruins game and I happened to not be driving. I usually am the driver and I was chilling in the back seat. and I'm like, man, I really want to carve signs. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever been to the Big E in mm-hmm. West Springfield, mm-hmm. but like there's always that dude in the back of like one of the buildings carving signs live for people. And like, I would just go there going, I can do that. I can do that for years. Like since I was young, I always want to do it. And like, I was saying I was looking for an excuse to go to the garage, right? Cause I had the kids and I just needed some time for myself. And I found this group called, um, hand router carving for newbies. I joined it immediately, like started scrolling through all their posts, saw what tools they recommended and just started buying stuff while we were driving. Like <laughs> I was just buying tools. <laughs> so then like two days later, all my tools show up and I just like watch the videos and talk to the guys and girls that were on there. And eventually just, you know, just gave it a try. And I still have my first sign in the garage. I just wrote, uh, I had like a cake business with my sister. So she runs, um, three broke chicks cakery. Mm-hmm. Um, she still does it good for her. I couldn't do it after we had kids. Um, but I was doing cake decorating and we were selling art on the side. So I've always kind of had a side business, but like I used to watercolor paint and things like that and um so i already was very used to the drawing and the marketing of that and i forgot what i was talking about because i went on a tangent but
0: <laughs> you like to make stuff cakes
2: yes oh yes how did i learn to make yes yeah well so i asked um i asked them like what should i carve on that site and somebody said the word believe i was like all right well i'm not very religious i felt too religious to me but i go i can make like a believe in boston sign so I did like the Red Sox uh, font and I just wrote the word believe and it's still hanging up in the garage. Cause you can, and like I like seeing all the errors that I made, mm-hmm. like where the, I didn't tighten the bit too much and the bit slid and they dig the hole here or this or that. And I'm like, it's just really fun to see where you started from. So yeah. I, I just started winging it. Um, after I did that, I had found this really cool octopus image and I was like searching for a quote. So I have like this carving says a skilled sailor. Wait, a smooth sea never made a, a skilled sailor. And I put that on there and I just loved it. I did like a really cool wavy background to like represent the ocean and everything and just had a lot of fun with it and got hooked immediately. And then I just started making carvings for people. That's and,
0: awesome. And then booking shows. I like that. You have to challenge yourself. That's what I'm hearing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need a challenge. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I get really bored quick.
1: Yeah. That whole story, though, that you said uh, that was after you had kids and you needed, like, some way to, like, reclaim, like, who you yeah, were as a person. Yeah,
2: and all that, too. Like, it yeah. you
1: down. That, like, totally resonates with me. Totally
2: resonates. <laughs> it does. <laughs> totally it does. Like,
1: that's your how- life completely changes. Yeah, I got really obsessed with custom tattooing after I had my first child. I was, like, obsessed. And that's where, like, all of my body art has come from. Was this
0: your post-post? Part of midlife crisis, all yeah. of this tattooing,
1: whatever it was that's called. Interesting. I just became obsessed with custom tattooing. This that's is awesome. a new. This is a
0: new revelation on it's the soft not. serve podcast. You knew
1: this already. This is. I not. didn't
0: know it was in response to motherhood. It
1: was about having something that's yours, right? that's mine, because I felt like I was like like constantly being dependent upon, upon by this child, and I needed something that was like me. Like this is my body, and I wanted to record it somehow
0: why did you make me get tattoos then i
1: didn't make you get you, anything you claimed and my body that's
0: why <laughs> tiffany she yeah she didn't stop at her body she 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 forced me i, I didn't I have force she forced lies, me to get tattoos lies, lies
2: you seem really upset that you have those yeah, really seriously. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> where, where do you get your wood for carving
2: so I used to get it uh, from a local place in Belchtown, but he's not really selling uh, mm. besides retail. Mm-hmm. So now I am, it's kind of like a mix. I try to avoid Home Depot and Lowe's as much as possible. I go to Bullyards and uh, Chickabee. Uh, that's kind of where I go right now. And they have the best pine. It's very clear and awesome. Mm-hmm. And they have this great thick cedar that I've been using a lot. So yeah, I try to support more local. I mean, when you're in a pinch and you need like a glue up piece that's already done for you, um, I'm running to lows. Absolutely.
0: Do you have a favorite type of wood to work with?
2: I know it's weird, but I really love pine I and mean, people hate on pine, uh-huh. but it carves so nice and it takes the paint
0: perfectly. Is that because it's like a soft wood?
2: Yeah, it's very soft. I mean, it can be very grainy, so it could, it can jump on you a lot, but. I love it. It just, it does. It carves really nicely. It doesn't really have tear outs. Like you'll be carving something like an M or something in the middle of the M pops off. Like that's heartbreaking. Mm. So like the harder woods that can sometimes happen with you, but like I have always had pretty good luck with pine.
0: And um, do you have a, a wood that you really don't like to work with? Is there one that's really difficult?
2: I mean, Oak takes a long time to sand,
0: but yeah. um,
2: no, not really. I'm kind of up for anything. I've done teak this year, which was really cool. That's a new one that I haven't used before. and I I actually hand carved it like handwriter carved a uh, family coat of arms on it. So like a super highly detailed piece on this wood that I had never used before, but it was actually a dream. I really enjoyed it.
0: Hmm. Hmm. What's the most unusual sign somebody's asked you to make or you've you've made?
2: It was for like um, a palm reader. And, uh, she had this image of like two faces merging together with like very light feathers coming off and like the sun was coming down. It was just like a lot of very delicate stuff that I was trying to like do in a carving form. So I have to say, that's probably one of my biggest challenges because I'm just like, how can I make something so soft? But I use a lot of thick black hard lines. So it was definitely a challenge. Um, If people go looking for it, it's very, very early in my profile. It was Mm -hmm. one of the first customs I had.
0: Hmm. Um, Have you ever been asked to make a sign that you had to say no to? Like, I'm not down with that idea at this time. That's too technically challenging for me or like some combination of those. things. Can you share that with us?
2: Definitely. Well, I've had some where people want it too fast. Mm -hmm. Like there, when you, when you come to me, expect to wait at least two months, like, because I'm balancing so many things and I only do it at night and I don't rush. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to rush anybody's stuff. I want to have it done to where it has to be done. Like I don't want to give you something that I'm not proud of. So people will come to me and be like, Hey, I need something, but it's for next week. That's what I No, an no yeah. it's not happening. Like, and, and that's happened. So you don't even know how many times that has happened. I've said no a lot for time restrictions. I've had to say no, because I just, I didn't think I could do it on that size. Like now I'm not afraid of size so much, but like on the CNC, you have to do the technique called tiling where you're basically, you carve a spot, you slide the carving forward, match exactly where you left off and then start your carve again and pray that you lined it up all properly. So I'm starting to do that more, like trying to be a little bit more adventurous. I'm actually going to start challenging myself to like, mm-hmm. just do some things for fun just so I can learn the technique better because It's, it's, you know, it's, it's scary. You don't want to ruin something. Um, But yeah, I usually try to figure it out. I've had to say no because they're no, their budget's too low.
0: Yeah. Um, So that's, that's really interesting. Um, So this is going to be my, this is going to be my existential question (laughs) of the evening. Um, I was reflecting earlier when I was preparing for our conversation about how sign making is you know, it's a tradition that goes back millennia through human yeah. civilization, right? I'm, you know, thinking about the the signs, um, you know, hanging on pubs in the Dark Ages, welcoming traveling strangers in for a, a beer or a hot toddy, right? Like, do you ever think? Do you ever think about the fact that you're like engaged in this this ancient tradition of craftsmanship and connect to that in any way? Honestly, never, but now I sure do.
2: Thank you for making me feel so much like we're connected to things. Mm-hmm. No, I get excited that I'm adding to the landscape of where I live. So like today I delivered two signs to a local like smoothie shop, juice bar place. And I, you know, I went there, brought my kids to deliver the sign and we had smoothies together and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And soon I'll be seeing those signs hanging from of their building. I did uh, a local farm in Wilbraham their sign that I made them is right in front. I get to drive by that if I want to. So like, I feel like I'm adding value to where I live, which is really cool. Mm. And making it just a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> uh, yeah, my quote yeah. used to be like, I, I like to make things pretty. That's how I to advertise myself. I like making things pretty. Like I can make that ugly ass sign there a lot nicer. Let me help you out, you know? Like yeah. let's make this world a little bit nicer to look at.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And another really interesting thing I think you're doing um, in terms of the community is this um, night carver community designed art program you have um, uh,
2: the sticker club.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So that's actually what I was telling you guys earlier that I have to work on the design for and I'm, I'm kind of under a time crunch. I am doing a piece of like custom carved art every month that I am creating with my Patreon. So like it's five bucks a month if you want just like the sticker. And then like, I have one for 20, if you want a print of it, but I was trying to figure out a way where I can work with people on a custom order, but make it more affordable. Cause we all can't afford a $600 carving. Like I know I can't. So I'm like, how can I have somebody, first of all, potentially win? Because when you join the Patreon, you actually get a ticket to try to win the sign.
0: Yeah.
2: But like, design it too. Like I have a lot of people who are in my club right now are artists and they've been questioning me like, Hey, how do you make this? What's your design process? Um, how, what are your painting techniques? So it kind of gave me a way where I'm getting some money for it, which is great, but I'm also teaching people what I do and they get to ask questions. They don't normally get to ask. And I'm like sharing behind the scenes of how we're building these things. And it's kind of cool because I don't have any power in the club. Mm -hmm. I am the person who just goes, you know, here are the 10 themes that we're going to choose from this month. And then we narrow it down to three and then eventually they pick one. So I can throw some themes out there that I want to do. That's about as much influence as I have. And it's kind of fun. So like this month they're doing Batman. And when Batman won, it wasn't just like finalized. Like, yeah, we're going to make Batman. It was okay. From Batman, what do you want to create? And I had people narrow it down to like, I think what the choices were Poison Ivy, the Joker or the Batmobile. Mm -hmm. And they chose the Batmobile, which I was actually shocked by. Mm. So I'm doing the 1989 Michael Keaton uh, Batmobile right now. And I'm actually I just redrew it last night. So I found some reference art again, searched and searched, but I couldn't find anything on Etsy. So this one I did draw an illustrator, um, but I found some reference art. And right now I am going ahead and making like three different mock-ups for the sticker team to choose from. And then once we have that narrowed down, I'll start carving it, painting it. And then once it's completed, I take the best photos that I can order stickers and prints at that point. And then they'll get them by like in the next month. And then currently right now I am raffling off last month's piece which is the Beetlejuice waiting room scene. Mm -hmm. It's actually sitting right in front of me staring at me (laughs) Um, and it's $2 a ticket. So, Not only can you, you know, affordably get a copy of something and help go through the design process, but you can also win it for two bucks too.
0: That's awesome. I'm
2: trying to like learn how to get that incremental money that, or what do they call it? Passive income. Yes. I'm trying to get better at that so that I can go full time because I need to know that I'm going to have enough money to survive right now. You know what I mean? So it's like a really tough decision.
0: As an artist, how does it feel giving up that power um, to your Patreons, to your fans? It's kind of liberating. Yeah.
2: Because, you I mean, when you get custom orders, you don't really get a choice in it, really. Um, you know, you can help kind of maneuver it to, a, like, a better decision or give them some guidance, but... I, you know, they tell me what I'm going to do and I just do it. And it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it. Cause I'm like, I don't have to think too much. They're feeding me all the answers and I get to see what people really want, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can guess what I think they're going to go for, but it usually doesn't end up at all. What I thought.
0: Yeah. You so said I you, sorry, you said you were surprised by the Batmobile. What surprised you about that?
2: I thought it'd be more of Joker. Honestly, I thought it was gonna be Joker. Cause like everybody loves the Joker, right? Or, like Batman himself. Are you looking for a Joker piece? (laughs) And you're like, (laughs) you're like, hold on, let me show you my Joker. But you're like, (laughs) I didn't think it was going to be just like, you know, his car. You know, I thought it'd be a character from the movie. So to me, like, that was really cool. And then my input is, I was like, hey, what if we take the side view of the car and we use like the bat signal and or maybe go three dimensional by cutting out the bat? So I'm like, I'm going to give him a few different choices but at the end they're going to be the ones picking it and tell me what they like and then we'll be tweaking it and then I will let them tell me like do you want to do traditional colors do you want to venture out to something else like what what do you guys want to do so oh that's it's cool. Yeah. I know yeah.
0: you, I know you picked the 1989 Batmobile um do you have a favorite uh since we were talking about the Joker and you're a, a self self-acclaimed movie buff <laughs> I'm going to ask ask this question. Do you have a favorite cinematic depiction of the Joker?
2: Uh, I think Heath Ledger did an amazing job. Mm. I have to go there. As much as I love Jack Nicholson, that one might have been a little (laughs) too,
0: I don't know. Pause for one moment. I the
2: darkness of Heath Heath Ledger's for Uh,
0: sure. I want to award Tiffany
1: one of these. Is that the right answer? Is that what you're saying?
0: I think it is the right answer. Yes. Yeah. Um, the second best Joker is um, Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. The third best Joker is Jared Leto. The fourth and worst Joker is Jack Nicholson. I don't know Ooh. that I
1: agree with you. That's strong, man. Yep. I don't know that I agree with That's you. That's strong. I feel like we've had this conversation before because like, I feel like the Tim Burton version of Batman had a like very specific aesthetic to it that is completely different than um what is the the dark whatever
0: uh, christopher Harry. nolan
1: yeah yeah like it's completely different you know it's like you know the we had this other conversation too like about like the comics from the 50s and the 60s like how they were so hokey and it's then more they, comical yeah it, it was yeah. more
2: fun yeah.
1: We'll yeah, and I grew up watching like the TV Batman yeah. Adam West and whoever played the Joker, I have no idea who played the Joker on the TV. Now, show. let's let's put your
0: def- Let's put your defensiveness about my opinion of the Joker yes. aside. Yes. Um I all agree that I'm correct. No. And now I want to ask Tiffany.
2: That. That's the right answer. You can't away from the keyboard.
0: <laughs> now, now we need to ask um, Tiffany about um, her podcast.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry, yes. we're going down a, ba- a Batman rabbit hole. No, that's like, um, hey, I've
2: been talking a lot about Batman lately, <laughs> so it's totally fine.
0: But if we if we if we ever do um, a, a a pop culture oh, um, yeah. podcast, I think we have found a, a guest yes. to, to come oh, on right, and talk yeah. with us, or sure. even a co-host. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right, now. Tell us about your Behind the Maker podcast.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, as I got more involved with being a maker, I I used to be on Facebook more and then eventually made that leap to Instagram. And Instagram has like this insane world of makers that all support each other. Like it's not it like when I first started, you know, they were saying a lot of community over competition. And it seems like, like hokey pokey, like that can't be real. People aren't really helping each other out with their businesses, but it legit is like you get on there and they are the most supportive people. And they always just like help you rise with them. And it's amazing. So like about a little over a year ago, I met this girl, Nicole, and I saw her and she like reached out. she really liked a piece of art that I made. I'm like, Oh, you know what? She seems cool. I'm just going to send her it, it like as a gift. Cause she seemed really fun so I sent her this piece. It was like a $20 piece. So it wasn't anything crazy either. And she was like, oh my God, I can't believe you did this. This is nuts. You're ridiculous. Right. And we just started talking. I always say that I started off with some heavy flirting. Cause I mean, <laughs> it did, it did. I was like, Hey girl. You're really <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, you know, uh, we just kept getting like, we just got along so well. And we would just talk all day. Right. And eventually we were like, yo, I was like, I whispered to her and I'm like, can I tell you a secret? She's like, what? I'm like, I want to be famous. (laughs) Like, I just like, I'm going to be straight up vulnerable. I've always wanted to be on the radio or do a podcast or, you know, something where I get to be a little bit creative, but like chat with people and get to know them. So she was like, you know what? I feel the same exact way. So I'm like, so we doing this, we starting a podcast and Literally, I think we met in March, and we, like, got to know each other. And then by November, we had a podcast up and running, and we had our first episode out November 15th. Like, That's awesome. Sweet. I'm going to
0: give you another yeah. one of these. That's awesome. <laughs> um, in, case, in case you didn't know Stomping Jen, I am a podcaster.
1: Oh, you are? Yes,
0: you are, too. Oh, I and, am? And we support we support, we support. podcasters That's here. That's true, yes. We love them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what have you... What have you learned from talking to all of these makers that you've talked to?
2: I feel like we're all so similar in some aspects. Like yeah. how you were saying, Jen, that you related a lot to like needing some time by yourself mm-hmm. and, or like something that made you feel more like you. Yes. A lot of people got into making because they wanted to express themselves or they needed some time alone. So I'm kind of like learning a little bit of a pattern um, and just in gen- like people are just genuinely... Awesome. I've been learning like the negativity that's out there in the world. You don't really see it in the maker community. Everybody's so positive and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um but I've learned a lot about how I keep, like navigating conversations. Like certain people like we we advertise as an adult podcast. Yeah. Like we make sure we have that and like you guys are saying like we have the like rating cuz we want you to swear. We want you to be perverted. We want innuendos. Like we want to have fun because the reason we started it is that we wanted to kick around with makers that we stock on IG, you know, like yeah. all the friends that you go when you wake up and you're like, Hey guys, what are you doing today? You know? yeah. Like we actually wanted to get to know them more than just like their profiles and what they're making. So like we intentionally don't ask them about their projects they're working on. We try to avoid like tool talk. We try to avoid like, I feel like a lot of like, like there's a lot, there's a lot of like maker podcasts out there we just try to avoid anything anybody else was doing because we want it to be a fun, easy listening podcast. Like we literally start and just keep going. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop. We just chat away for an hour to two hours and you know, what comes out of it comes out of it. Yeah. And we've had episodes where we've cried. We've had episodes where we've peed our pants laughing. <laughs> you know, we talk about the most ridiculous things and it all kind of depends on your guests. Like, I've learned to navigate people who, you know, aren't going to say something that's not politically correct or, you know, a little racy. So you just kind of stay a little bit more serious for them. You know, like you try to like work with the people, you don't want to push somebody out of their boundaries.
0: It's been fun though. Meet people where they're at. Right. Right. It's true. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and I like, I like that you, um, Try to spend some time to get to know these people, right? Versus focusing on yes. um, the particulars of their of their craft or whatever. I kind of mm-hmm. like that. Um, I like that approach. Yeah. What do you think, Stomping Jen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm now sitting here realizing I was asking about tools. I know. I'm going to rip off my- This is all I my, can
1: think about. I'm, I'm gonna, you were talking about CNC <laughs> machines and
0: routers. I did break into a CNC Music Factory impression, I will you remind you. You did. You did. No, I'm about to rip off my headphones and run out of here. I think I've been doing this all wrong. Oh, my God.
1: We're not doing the Behind the Maker podcast. We're doing the software well, podcast. Why aren't
0: we? It sounds good.
2: We can listen to her can podcast-
0: where okay. did this name
2: come from, Obsurd
0: so Podcast? I want to know. Um, so I, I recently told this again, but I'll tell it again um, because we probably have new people listening to this. I belong to an um, adult gaming group of men um, all approaching 50. Um, <laughs> we are um, infinitely and endlessly immature. Um, so we just named it. We wanted to name our gaming group the soft serve gaming group for some reason. I don't even know why. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to get jackets. I
1: can only imagine. We were going to get. Pro- why it
0: was called soft serve. <laughs> probably some disgusting reason. Um, but we were going to get jackets made up and we were all going to go to PAX East wearing like these jackets and.
1: Like the pink ladies.
0: Yeah. And like in a. Ri- in a like Yes. And an original. Um, one of my original ideas for this podcast was to do it with that group of friends and. Um, now they're they're lovely people and they're wonderful to play games with, but they're boring as hell on a podcast. <laughs> they just sit there and they don't say much. Um, yeah, I've had two of them on as guests um, separately, and they've they've both been really good as as guests. But as a group, the whole like gaming thing didn't translate. Into to a, a podcast. podcast and i just yeah. i gave up on it but i kept the name because i like the name
2: mm-hmm. it's fun yeah I, I had no clue what it was about so that's why I made sure to give you guys a little bit of a thanks and as well you know
0: thank you i really appreciate it and yeah. it's been a it's been a barrier in terms of finding an audience a bit um we've really picked up over the pandemic I'm kind of like really happy where we're at now um but you know, it's been almost 3 years, you yeah. know. And
2: Yeah, you've been working this thing. And
0: you you work at and you persist and eventually, you know, you'll find your people, you know. Yeah. And that that's the yeah. thing. Um but yeah, that's how we came up came up with the name. Oh, that's um, cool. What yes. um what's been challenging for you in doing a podcast?
2: Uh balancing time with yeah. my wood carving mm-hmm. and that. So like, you know, I already wear enough hats and then I added another one. Yeah. <laughs> but I I find it so fulfilling that I would never trade it, you know, like it's just a lot of like, okay, I got to record tonight so I can't carve, I can't design. And you kind of just have to accept that whatever you had planned is going to have to wait till the next day. Mm. So it's a lot of balancing and it's the kind of same thing with, you know, having the the side business at night. Like it's a lot of sacrifice, but I feel like it's totally worth it if it's something that you really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, as we're as as I know you um I know you've got to get into the shop and start working on that Batmobile. So um I only have three more questions for you. Um, <laughs> no
2: problem. We're doing fine.
0: Yeah. Um what's your favorite horror movie? We talked about horror movies a couple of times. Do you have a favorite horror movie, a favorite horror movie villain? I'm
2: a classic Halloween fan. I'm a Michael Myers fan. Um I don't do a lot of Michael Myers art yet, but I have a lot of designs. Um but I don't know, I just like the simplicity of it, I think. It yeah. had a very standard story and the music just gets you involved and the creepiness of that mask and just his, his eyes. Like, I just love that. But for a newer movie, um, Happy Death Day, I really like that. Or I enjoy like uh, spoof movies like um, How to Survive, I uh, had the Boy Scouts zombie apocalypse movie. Have mm-hmm. you seen that one? I haven't How to seen it. No. so freaking funny. So I like, you know, those like, hilarious zombie movies that they're adding more humor into them, you know, mm-hmm. zombie land and stuff like that. Oh, the boy scouts guide to the zombie apocalypse. That's the name of it.
0: Oh, have yeah. To I that. have to say, I think my favorite like contemporary series of horror movies has to be the purge. Like I love those purge movies. For those some are good. Reason.
2: Yes. No, those are good. You got to pay attention though. Cause like, yeah, <laughs> you got to see what's going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I really love those. I think they're, I think they're underrated. Um, the purge. yeah. Um, Stomping Jen, I okay. I I my ha- I have a favorite um 80s horror movie villain. Do you know who it is? Do I know who it is? Yes, Jason. No. <laughs> yes, I had an altar to Jason Voorhees in Did my you? bedroom as a child. Yes, that's a little. Scary. I bought a hockey mask and that's I like put a, I put it like a little fake plastic knife in there. That's so that's a little um, all right, um, Tiffany. Wait, um, oh. Oh look! There it is. (laughs) Tiffany is holding up a Jason Voorhees mask. I was
2: like, "What do you mean? (laughs) Just normal stuff to have lying around."
0: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Okay. What's your
1: favorite movie? What's your favorite horror movie?
0: My favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah. Oh God, I would need to think about this. (laughs) It's Um, it's tough. Oh Lord, have mercy on my soul. Um. I'm going to have to punt on that. I'm sorry.
1: What? You can't come up with one?
0: I can't. Not right now. It's too many to pick from. I mean, if you forced me, Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Oh, I yeah. loved that movie as a kid. Um, huh. Yeah. Or Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 is great.
2: I, you know, I don't think I've ever seen Part 2. Oh, God. I recently watched like Into the Darkness, like the, um, have you seen it? It's a documentary about all the old eighties horror movies. No, no, but that's going on Um, the list. Oh, you got to! It's really good. I think it's actually free on prime right now. Amazon prime. So you got to check it out. Um, but they talk about it and like the cover of Texas chainsaw massacre is like, has like a breakfast club cover. Where oh, it's like, you'll see, they're all kind of sitting together like, hey. Yeah. So you got to look into that. But yeah, watch that documentary. There's a part two as well. I'm they're three hours long, but it's worth it.
0: Oh, we'll check it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I loved those 80s horror movies. Yeah. They're so great. Yeah. Um, I think
1: the our favorite, well, my favorite opening sequence to any horror movie oh, right. is the Dawn of the Dead remake.
0: Yeah. It's- Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead yeah um, that opening that opening, opening sequence is amazing was the
2: best i agree no that was a really good opening scene yeah all right so <laughs> much happened so fast so quickly yeah
0: <laughs> um all right tiffany Marshand. Nightcar night Car- racing us of Knight, racing us of night carver designs behind the <laughs> maker to podcast to we're more. gonna do some <laughs> more talking you
2: keep talking to me ask me some more questions jen go for it
0: <laughs> all right you're you're ca- being, I'll hang out with he's,
2: you. He's, Don't, be careful! I start flirting after a while. He's being time
1: conscious. He's you're carving. I know. I appreciate it.
0: You're carving these signs. You're doing this podcast. How do you have? To, you must. You must need time for yourself, right? To what do you do for for fun? For recreation? To connect with yourself?
2: I carve signs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're a committed person.
2: I get massages once a month. That's, uh, that's okay. my nice. treat. Perfect. Like, it helps because I beat my body up with the carving and yeah. stuff. So it's kind of like a necessity, but it's also something that I really, really enjoy. So I will get my once a month massage. Absolutely. Yeah, Do you have a business a f- expense?
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite form of massage? Shiatsu, hot stone Maybe. I get
2: a deep tissue, very therapeutic, painful massage.
0: I love those too. I want to feel
2: better. I want to feel better after it. Like it hurts while it happens, but. Yeah. I like Julio. He's at Elements in Isla Meadow. He's quite amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: Does he have <laughs> hands that look like they can break concrete?
2: <laughs> he looks like a gentle soul, to be honest, mm. but he can damage you pretty good.
0: Yeah. yeah. I want somebody with large, strong, muscular hands. You should
2: write down Julio. Julio.
0: From I'm gonna write down. Julio's awesome. Julio.
2: Jose's also really good. Say. Damien's great. You see, I, I've gone there for quite a few years now. I know, like, the whole crew.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to write all these down Julio, Jose, and Damien. Okay. Now, you're right.
2: wondering why I can't get an appointment, mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> um, now, this is a question we ask everybody. And I'm going to ask it to you. Um, We did not provide this question ahead of time. Um, So what have you experienced in this wonderful, sometimes not so wonderful journey of life um, that you cannot explain? When you think about it, you say to yourself, I can't explain that.
2: (laughs) I can't explain an answer to this question. I don't know, man. (laughs) Give me some
0: examples. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we've had people tell us about um, near-death experiences, um, mm-hmm. seeing um, ghosts of people who had just died that they weren't aware of had just died. Um, what else, Stomping Jen? Mm-hmm. Spirits in the woods.
2: All sorts of things.
0: UFOs.
2: It's the only thing. Okay, I've got one thing. When we were little and we used to stay at my grandmother's house, she had a lot of like you know, old sculptures or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get that music going. Yep, okay. And old there sculptures. was this mirror that always kind of just like was on the ground leaning there. And whenever us kids got up at night, we all swore to God we saw a dog with red eyes staring at us. Oh, in the mirror? It would freak us out in that mirror. Every time we stayed at our grandmother's house, like, dude, you saw the dog, right? It was staring at you with the red eyes. or yeah um, so, <laughs> there you go okay my grandmother has some kind of dog haunting her living room
0: i like that 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 thing. is that some is a beast. that is a great example of a thing that cannot be explained
2: yeah, yeah we you. all saw it too that's the best part so there you go see the examples helped <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is the first time i think we've been asked for examples
1: no somebody else asked oh they did for did like... i provide them yeah. Hmm. Somebody asked you about a story and then you told about the night terrors that you have.
0: Oh, they asked me after. They said, tell oh, me something that happened can. to you that yeah, you yeah, can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they put me on the spot.
2: Yes. I'm not afraid to be vulnerable and say I need help. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to find a way to stop these guests from putting me on the spot, Stomping Jen.
2: <laughs> be- don't forget, you're interviewing a podcaster. That's, so why that's I true. So I'm not interviewing back.
0: That's right. That's true. Um, that's true. Tiffany Marchand.
1: What else does she want to tell I, us? Oh about? yeah,
0: stomping Jen. Jesus Christ, you're really what earning your role as a co-host tonight. Please ask the question.
1: I, Tiffany. Yes. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to plug or talk about or
2: or mention before we? You, know, you guys hit everything. I just I think it's awesome that you are interviewing people locally and kind of just like connecting everybody in a very like centralized area i think that's amazing so honestly i just want to toot your guys horns Aww, for, like, oh thank you putting your show together and and like finding people from you know all these cool places that nobody else would know from like i think that you're doing a great service to everybody and expanding their knowledge of where they live
1: oh thank you
0: thanks and you know thank you for being a part of that yeah. we really appreciate it
1: yeah thanks oh, absolutely. for Thanks for coming on. Yeah, and yes, if you guys ever have a pop culture night, yo. Yeah,
0: Yeah, we should. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: we've we've had a couple. I mean, like we like did a Wandavision. Yeah, we've had very
0: very focused, very focused with lots
2: of nerds. I've always wanted to do one of those ones where you watch a movie and then talk about (gasps) it. Oh, I'd
0: love to do it. It's a great idea. Yeah, let's do it. We'll plan it. For sometime yeah, this summer, that'd be a lot of
2: fun. Okay, I, I, I've listened to a lot. Of, like I'm a big podcast fan in general, mm-hmm. and there are some really cool ones that talk about movies. But then I'm like. I think I could do a better job again. <laughs> I've got that real cocky personality.
1: We can have a behind the maker
2: soft serve.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's do a duel. We can do I like a dual. Love
2: my partner, but just to let you know, she does not like horror movies, nor does she like anything that I like. Usually we're polar opposites. And oh, that's love awesome. That.
1: That's okay. awesome. Yeah. We're it, just huge, like pop culture
0: fans. Yeah, It doesn't have to be a horror. We could do a We could do a different type of movie too. We later. Can
1: do, we can do any movie.
0: Oh, we'll do a trial run on a horror movie. And if <laughs> we like it, we, We can do something else. That would be fun. Absolutely. All right. Let's. um, Okay. All right. Um, I wanted to say thank you again. I really, I really enjoyed this this conversation. I learned a lot. Um, I really appreciated mixing it up with you. You were a great guest. With um, you guys,
2: it was great to get to know you.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Stomping, Jen. What do you want to say to our our listeners? We
2: love you. Should
0: we stop saying we love you? I know other podcasts don't do that.
1: They don't tell people that they love them. No, some do. Some do. Hmm. All right, we Not don't me. love you.
0: Well, I do. Why would you say that? <laughs>
1: See, you're setting me up. You do this every freaking How time. Dare
0: you? Listen, With listeners. Listeners, I love you. See? I will always love you. I appreciate you. Can Please. you sing for
1: us? Ah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not allowed to sing, apparently
0: <laughs> Let's um, stick with your day job as co-host Oh my god Okay, the non-singing All right. co-host
1: Alright, so um, <laughs> so people Yes, subscribe Subscribe, download, download, share with a friend Share with
0: a friend If you enjoyed hearing this podcast, tell yes. a friend about it, please yes.
1: if you'd like to come on <laughs> yep. our podcast, let us know
0: Yes, um, we have a very fancy scheduling app it's a joy to use. It
1: is a very fancy. Yeah.
0: And please, um, as, as we're on the way out and we're about to say um, our buy nows, which we do here, it's the last thing we say, Stomping Jen, uh, please go check out Tiffany Marchand's websites. Um, they're all going to be in the show notes. Her Night Carver Designs, she has a Facebook page, a website, um, an Instagram, a link tree. Stomping link Jen, a we, link tree. We need a link tree. We'll get a link tree. Don't right. worry. We're getting and, a link tree. And then listen to her Behind the Maker podcast. You can get it on all of the podcast places. I checked, it's there. <laughs> And I, good research. I followed it because <laughs> you have, you have to follow now right. an Apple podcast. You can't subscribe anymore.
2: Okay. Oh, that's weird. I did yeah. that. That's it's the same. Bullshit.
0: I don't like changes. It's the same thing, <laughs> No, it's not. All right. Well, we're going to go around. We're all going to say bye now and that's going to be the end. All right. All right. Um, let's, we'll let Tiffany say bye now last. I'm going to go first oh, this time. Okay. okay? You're going to go um, first? Yeah. Um, bye now. Bye now. Bye now.